All right, everybody, welcome back to Purple Friday. Uh, I am, of course, joined by my co-host, Trey. We have a special guest today, a uh, guy that's a friend of, been a friend of mine since, I don't know, elementary school. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. We know each other for a long time, and he's uh, watching my videos from the beginning, and there's like, many comments <laughs> analyzing the Ravens games along with me in the comments. So I'd like to welcome uh, Travis to the show. How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me on here. I'm going and talk Ravens football with y'all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think last time I had you on, we tried to do a video thing. It didn't really work out. So I think the audio format just seems to be working out better. So um, anyway, we'll get right to it. Um, draft day in Vegas. Uh, I'll start right. I'll just start there. I think the draft should be just in Vegas from now on. It shouldn't be anywhere else. Um, they have the venues, the space. They were talking about the parties and stuff on Twitter, and it was just, yeah, sound like a good time. So I'm like, they need to have the, the draft in Vegas every single year from here on out. Yeah, the energy is real cool there. Like, I really like the energy that they brought in Vegas. Um, I was actually telling my fiance, like, you know, next year they have it there. Like, that's where I want to be. Like, it actually looks cool to go to the draft now. Yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago. They had it in what Cleveland, and I was like, "Yeah, ain't no way." If I was, that's not the one draft I want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, never that. They need they need to just keep it somewhere that 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 kind of makes sense. I think um, my my actually only draft I've been to was the one when they had it up here in Philly, and okay. that was actually a good atmosphere, um, just because of the amount of like. Eagles fans, Cowboys fans, and mm-hmm. you know Ravens fans, just from that like tri-state area, whatever the case may be, Giants fans and things. So it was fun just because of the location for our for our neck of the woods. But um, but yeah, the, the Vegas just just even watching it on TV, like that's obviously a different a different vibe. And if they're looking to stay, you know, stay put, I, I wouldn't mind them keeping it in Vegas either. And that, that'll give me just a reason to travel out there anyway. <laughs> Right, exactly. And plus, you know, the space that everybody travels to anyway, right? So you're always exactly. a, a slew of fans from all over the country represented there. Um, so um, anyway, so we'll get analyze this draft from the Ravens perspective. Uh, with the Ravens first pick at 14, they draft Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. And um, I'll say I was a little bit surprised, like just for the simple fact that they had already signed Marcus Williams uh, in the offseason. They re-signed Tony Jefferson. You already have Chuck Clark. Um, um, I, I, From watching the tape on Kyle Hamilton, he's not one of those guys that can really cover well as far as like, you know, covering slot receivers and, you know, trying to they do double high looks or anything else like that. But he's, he's like elite when it comes to guarding in that, you know, five to eight yard range, like inside that box. Um, his arm length and um, they said how he sees the ball and plays the middle of the field, at least in that area on cover twos, like he's elite at doing that. Um, many analysts have said that they don't see him being like a starting free safety for the future, but with how the Ravens are going to utilize him, putting him in that spot is going to fit perfectly, considering how they already have now Marcus Williams, which will allow Kyle Hamilton to play more of a hybrid kind of safety position. Maybe something we haven't really seen before. What do you guys think about it? Um, I, I think um, 
I, I was actually surprised about the pick. Um, I like the pick. I actually love the pick. Um, obviously, he was, you know, by far the best safety in the draft. So I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to complain when we get the best, best player at that position, and the Ravens like to do that no matter what the need is sometimes. But um, definitely provides us with some good depth. But I'm not sure if that's not also telling us about, you know, I guess how the Ravens might feel about Chuck Clark's future mm-hmm. because Chuck, Chuck Clark kind of played a lot of um, a, lot, a lot of the stuff that they said they were going to be expecting Kyle to do as far as what you were saying, like, you know, playing, you know, around the box and like um, close up and kind of like a linebacker range uh, playing close up um, on the line. Like some of that stuff, that's some of the stuff that Chuck Clark was doing a lot of. So um, I'm not sure what Chuck's deal is, but that kind of, you know, kind of bows towards them not extending him um, mm-hmm. maybe with this pick. So that's kind of what I, my first thing I was thinking. But um, as a Ravens fan, I like it because I mean, you know, for our for us, secondary has always been huge, and um, we we talked about this last week. We kind of went into the league last year with the, what we thought was one of the deepest secondaries in the league, and you know, it kind of bit us bit us in the behind like later in the season when everybody started getting hurt. Actually, it started when, you know, when Peters went down, you know, yeah. before the season even started. And we ended up being super duper thin in the secondary. So, I, at first, I was completely shocked. Like, wow, okay, we just gave Marcus Williams like $70-something million. And we just immediately just start off the bat with a safety. Um, you know, I was, I was kind of shocked. But I do like the pick. And, you know, after the draft was completed, obviously, um, I liked it even more. But that was kind of like my first thoughts. But when I thought about it, um, in the way the Ravens play defense and, and also probably, you know, Mike McDonald's defense, depending on how he changes it around, it, it's probably going to be a lot more of a um, creative situation where we'll be able to use him, like you said, in more situations than one. So. Yeah, I like to pick a lot too. Um, I think when the draft was happening in real time, I was really trying to figure out who could we possibly draft because there were like a lot of a lot of like mock drafts and just Ravens analysts were like, you know, if one of these players just falls, if there's a run on quarterbacks, we can get one of these top 10 players. And it, I was starting to wonder if Kyle Hamilton, if he dropped, would we take him? And as the draft went on in real time, I was like, OK, we're going to take Kyle Hamilton. Like I, I saw it. I just saw it coming mm-hmm. um, because. I think if we were going to go like the pass rusher out and get like Jermaine Johnson, I felt like we were going to trade back. Um, but the thing about Kyle Hamilton that I've been seeing a lot of people say is that like he doesn't have that like top end speed, but he's a playmaker and he's mm-hmm. a playmaker in a run game. He's a playmaker in a passing game. Um, and I'm actually curious, like how Mike McDonald's, McDonald's going to use him because you know, we've been using a lot of three safety sets over the recent years, and I can see either him or Chuck Clark being in that dime role, um, you know, with other safeties. But um, if they don't do that, then I'm wondering if, like, Chuck Clark would be, like, a post-June 1st cut or something like that. But I would love to see all three of them on the field. I think, mm-hmm. you know, between Chuck Clark and Kyle Hamilton, there's just a lot of versatility there. Yeah, uh, Chuck Clark is only due, I think, his yearly cash this year is, what, $3 million. So even if they were to decide to cut him, um, it wouldn't hurt too much against them in the cap. Um, now, they still have, to, I think, got some signings they got to do before training camp hits. Still some like um, some free agents out there. They just like some, some wide receivers and 
maybe another edge rusher. So we'll see how that kind of works out. But um, they don't have to necessarily get rid of him this year. But I definitely think this will, if he plays, this will be his last year. I think in Baltimore for sure. Um, yeah. It's now there's <laughs> if, if the the Eagles had drafted upward in front of the Ravens to go and grab Jordan Davis. If if yeah. if, 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 if they don't do that, do you think the Ravens take Jordan there instead of taking Kyle Hamilton? I think that was a pivot, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think that was definitely just a clean pivot. We got jumped, and the Eagles went and got their guy. Um, I, I think Joy Davis was definitely supposed to be a Raven. Um, and and if you notice, that kind of shifted the whole draft because I think Jordan Davis was probably the last edge rusher that they felt that was worth grabbing in the first round, and we saw that you know in the later pick. But um, I, I think once they once they grabbed Jordan Davis off the board, they just hit a complete pivot and was like okay well our guy's not there let's just take the best that's on the board that's that's mm-hmm. that, that, that you know that the safety position so i think we just kind of kind of just went with the audible right there but you know so so for that i wasn't as you know i wasn't as upset but i was kind of upset <laughs> first we, we missed out on george davis yeah that kind of made up for it though i think yeah that was tough like because I, I I agree. Like I I think we would have took Jordan Davis. Um, because I think their their chief thing was like, hey, this guy's the perfect fit. He's our typical nose tackle, and he brings he brings like athleticism. He has that quick twitch to be at that size. Um, but when they when they jumped him, I was like, yep, Kyle Hamilton's on the way. Um, but like you said, Jordan Davis is a, he plays like a Raven. Um. But we end up getting something good out of it, so yeah, I'm not even mad about it. All right, uh, the next pick in the draft uh, was a shocker, I think, of the night, at least for Ravens fans. Uh, but then we found out later, I guess the news didn't really break in for us until later. But inside the castle, they had already knew the Ravens traded in back into the first round, uh, traded with the uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, to the 23rd pick, but then traded that pick. To Buffalo, moved down two spots and drafted Tyler Linderbaum, sending um, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, to Arizona. Uh, later coming out on um, either a Zoom call or something with, I think it was I Am Athlete. Um, I think it was I Am Athlete yeah. did the interview with. The pivot um, something. I think it was the pivot. Pivot, uh, okay. The other one, yeah. Okay, with Channing and um, Brad Taylor. Okay. Um, and basically saying that he did not like the, the Ravens' offense, and said at the end of the season that he wanted to get traded. So I mean, then uh, I'll give the Ravens' PR staff a lot of credit. They kept it under wraps all the way up into the draft, um, and they, they got a first rounder for him. So credit to Aaron DeCosta for getting uh, getting first round value <laughs> for for um, for Hollywood Brown, um, Tyrell in the bomb. We knew going into the season, the Ravens did not after losing Bradley Bozeman. Uh, Trey and I had talked about this, I think, two weeks ago about, you know, they could have, based on what Bozeman signed for, we could have brought him back. Um, But the Ravens did not feel comfortable, obviously, having Patrick McCarry being center (laughs) going forward. So they were like, you know what? We need to go in and draft a center. Now, they said he's undersized, but they do think he's, he's one of the better center prospects you're going to see in any draft um and when you have a chance to i think grab a steadfast lineman and they can count on for the next 10 years uh, which they haven't been able to have for a while i think they have to go ahead and grab that guy so they went in and grabbed tyler in the bomb 
a lot of analysts said they definitely didn't like the Ravens drafting him at 14, but trading back and getting him at 25, they thought was a perfect value for where he got drafted. Um, look, the Ravens had a solidified that line. They know that they made some picks obviously later in the draft. They still have maybe some things they got to do in free agency, but um, what did you guys think about the uh, pick of Tyler Linderbaum? Um, with, with the Tyler pick, that, that was kind of at first, I was thinking like, okay, we're back in the first round. Um, after they traded away Hollywood, I was like, actually, I was like, wow, to get back in the first, <laughs> first round value for trading away Hollywood, I thought that was kind of like the perfect win-win for, for, for both sides. Like, mm-hmm. Hollywood gets to go back to Arizona, well, not back to Arizona, but he gets to go back and play with his uh, college QB. Mm-hmm. And and on top of that, you know, he's playing on the other side of Hopkins. So, you know, that's kind of less pressure on him to be that number one talent. Um, obviously, that was before, you know, the news. All right, for the PED stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, again, spent yeah. it for six games. So now he's going to actually have to put his money where his mouth is again. But, <laughs> and then for the Ravens, you know, just to come back and get first round value. Um, honestly, I thought with this pick, I thought we were going to go um Jermaine Johnson or mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. one I think it was the linebacker team it was it was another linebacker after him I thought we were going to get either that edge rusher or was another uh, I believe an inside linebacker that was on the board as well yeah Devin um, Lloyd but yeah. Devin Lloyd yep I thought we were going to get one of those two um but we didn't um and then but when I found out a little bit more um I knew Tyler Linderbaum was on the board he was rated pretty high and he is you know the best center in the draft and also, like you said, we did lose bowls, so it, it did make sense. And also, I was trying to uh, reserve a lot of judgment because I had to remember this is our, you know, this is kind of a steal pick for us. Like, we got an extra first round. So, mm-hmm. you know, without trading away Hollywood, that kind of, you know, that kind of helps us. And, and to be honest, I don't think we lost much with Hollywood, um, especially with, you know, we, I mean, we have Bateman that's going to have, like, his first full healthy season this year hopefully um and starting off the year I, as of right now expected to be our number one receiver and and honestly I didn't think we were going to be done at receiver um at this point but um I wasn't mad I, I think we got good value for it. it's a position that we needed to lock up and, and and to be honest going into the season without any offensive line questions that that'll be really really good for our squad and and this is really like the first step. I mean, we if we can get locked up in center, move Makari to you know wherever he he plays, and then um, get Ronnie Stanley back healthy, and then we sign the other um, OT in the off season um, as well. I mean, this, this is this is actually uh, like I said begins kind of having our old line like locked up, um, not even just for this season, but just going forward. Because like you said, you know we're gonna have him for at least four years for put the low <laughs> pretty much right right so yeah I'm, I'm not mad at it and he also fits our style of of how the Ravens have been playing as well like you know he's he's a center that can move he, he's not a huge guy but he can always get up to the second and third level so he does a lot of pulling and and things like that already so that just kind of works perfectly with how our scheme is already set up yeah I mean in terms of the Hollywood trade when Christian Kirk got that contract I don't know if I if I messaged you, Miles, or was it somebody else? And I was just like, what is Hollywood going to want? Like, if Christian <laughs> Kirk is going right. to a huge contract. Yeah. So when they traded him, I was like, all right, he must have asked for a whole bunch of money, and Eric DaCosta wasn't going to pay. 
But then when everything when everything came out, I was like, oh man, Lamar's got to be pissed. And then I'm saying everything else transpired, and it seemed like Lamar he knew already. They had had conversations, so I was less worried. But I thought, um, you know, like like you said, Trey, I thought we might go pass rusher since we skipped on one with the 14th pick. Um, but everything I've heard about uh, Linderbaum, um, they said this guy is like the best center prospect in 10 years. And he's like a guaranteed all pro. Like, of course, mm. you know, a lot has to play out between now and then. But I mean, for somebody to say that and we get him at the 25th pick, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I could I'll take it. Last, <laughs> yeah, the last all pro guy we got at that type of pick late in the late in the first round, you're thinking like the Ed Reeds, the Todd Heaps, the yeah. Red Lewis's. So, I mean, the value is really is really awesome there. So, I love the pick, and you know. I think the consensus between all of us is like our, our offensive line has just gotten so much stronger. And I think like something that was such a weakness in our Achilles heels, our Achilles heel the past year is now a strength of ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that like Trey said, like if you look at the, the tape of him in that Iowa run game, like he got to the second level quick. Like he would get there and already be a linebacker's face running back right behind him. So in that zone run scheme that the Ravens like to run there, um, that'll be that's perfect. That's exactly what they need. So if he's going to be a road grader and get in front and let J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards do, do work, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it there. Absolutely. Um, so the Ravens' uh, second-round pick, number 45, they actually drafted that draft. I think a lot of us <laughs> wanted this. David Ajabo, not in Michigan, obviously he suffered a uh, – I think it was a Achilles injury. Um so he's out for a projected six months. They didn't really expect him back until they said at best maybe October, November. Um, but this is, you know, a guy that played under McDonald at that Michigan defense uh, just within the last 12 months. So uh, he had his best year there at 11 sacks last season at Michigan. Um, played along Aiden Hutchinson, was also a high school teammate of Adafi Owe. So um, I, I think at. Um, I, I like the pick. I think that obviously the Ravens took a risk here knowing that he's probably not going to play this year. Um, but, I mean, before he got hurt, everybody said that he was going to probably be, outside of Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson, he was going to be the next guy on the board as far as edge rusher. Um, so I think if he can come back to his level, you think about Adolfo all the way with another year under his belt and then Ajabo coming in, already being familiar with him, with the Mike McDonald uh, defense, I just think the Ravens may have their, you know, edge rushers for the next five or six years here. I think I thought it was a great pick there. Again, I think you got to take some risk when you're in the draft. Like, I know guys come with sometimes with red flags, and the injury is definitely is a red flag. But I think with his, um, if the Ravens feel comfortable with their training staff and their medical staff that they can keep, you know, and keep him right. And they said he's been progressing well already on his own um, with his Achilles. They said he's actually, I think, at the same, no, Kyle Hamilton was at the same facility as uh, Roddy Stanley training. Um, they said that, you know, he's progressing well, and he said he could be ready to go by October if needed. Um, uh, I just think, though, the Ravens are going to want to, based on what happened last year with Roddy Stanley trying to come back in one game and then uh, being out the rest of the season, the same thing with Nick Boyle and Derek Wolf and all the injury concerns they had with guys that could have potentially come back. I think the Ravens are going to play it safe this year and not not try to play him uh, this season. But I think it was a great pick at uh, 45 for the Ravens. 
yeah, yeah. I think I think he was definitely um. Once again, like this is just one of them picks where, you know, one of the reasons why the Ravens kind of crushed this draft is just the fact that these type of guys were falling to them. Like, yeah, for for them to fall to them, and you know, in the second round, uh, Jabo, um, you know, even with the Achilles, like we'll take that. I mean, initially before the draft, I was kind of. Uh, you had asked me the question. You said, you know, if Ajabo falls, you know, in the draft. But I, but I think we were actually talking about possibly getting him in the first round when we were yeah, conversing yeah. about it initially. So the fact that not only did we did we, did we not have to draft him in the first, but we he was able to fall to us, that kind of changes my mindset a little bit about picking him up in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he may not be, he's not going to be able to contribute to us immediately. But his timetable is shorter than what I actually thought it was, to be honest. I mean, I thought yeah. he was, you know, ruled out pretty much for this season. I didn't think he even had potential to start the season. But the fact that um, if needed, he'd be available to us, you know, around October or so, you know, that 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 makes the value even crazier. And and just going forward, just the fact that we locked up one of the top um, top 10, you know, edge rushers in the, in the draft, I mean... You know, outside of injury, you probably would have went top ten. So, so yeah, I'm 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 completely cool with this. Um, I was you know concerned just because of how our first two picks played out. Even though we got great value for those guys, and you know we we need both those guys as well. But if we needed an edge rusher, way worse at the time. But um, once again, it was only the second round, and also this is before you know, round three and round four. So I wasn't sure if the Ravens were going to do a little bit more moving around and come back and get someone else. So, but, you know, for, for, for it to be around two, you know, pick 45, um, it was it was a lot of a lot of uh, good value in that pick. So I'm actually cool with it. And I, and I actually like that he, he used to play with away. Um, and, and the plan is hopefully for him to be um, back at full strength and playing on the other side. I think that's going to bode mm-hmm. well for our, for our line. Because I mean that our defensive line was probably the worst part of our team last year. Just, just it just makes the game so much harder to watch as a Ravens right. fan when, when we when we can't penetrate in any team's offensive line, no matter how good or bad they are. So yeah, I'm I'm cool with that pick though. Yeah, if he if he can come back in October and, and not even like be a three down guy, like if he could just have specific packages where he just comes in and just you know, rushes the passer. I mean, I, I think that's a valuable contribution this year. I think we can look back this and, and this can be like the best pick of the draft value-wise for us because, I mean, this guy, you know, he had top 10 ratings, top 15 ratings, and we are able to get him at what, the 45th pick? I think mm-hmm, that, that's mm-hmm. huge value. And some scouts were saying like when they were scouting Aiden Hutchinson, like that uh, Ojabo stood out the most to them. They said, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, he's a he's a great ball player. He's versatile. He's all these things. But they said Ojabo's a freak. They said he was a physical yeah. freak. So if he can yeah. bring that, and since our edge rushers are now free from the shackles of a Wink Martindale defense, like, you know, yeah. possibly be unleashed in a, in a specific package this year and, and be a major contributor this year while he's, you know, recovering and, and getting his legs back. Yeah, I think that's like you said, Trevor, that's a good point there that, you know, Wink Martindale didn't really like make any kind of packages or stunts or any kind of plays where his defensive ends could like, you know, make plays, whether it be inside the, just on the line or running the tackles. Um, 
But I think now with Mike McDonald, he's not going to be blitzing as many safeties and, and cornerbacks like Wake did. So yeah, definitely be interesting to see when he if he does if he is available this year, how they do use him. And if he is, I mean that just adds. I mean the Ravens basically got three first round draft picks in like two rounds. So I mean that's for value for sure. That was top notch. Um, next pick for the Ravens. Uh, round three, number 76 overall, the Ravens draft Travis Jones out of uh, Connecticut. Um, they said they, he's basically a Jordan Jordan Davis light. Because they didn't grab Jordan Davis there, they said their next guy logically was grabbing Travis Jones. They said <laughs> a lot of scouts are saying that had he gone to a Power 5 conference or a Power 5 school, he would have gone a lot higher than round three. That's what they were saying. Um they like his intensity on the inside of the line. They said it kind of reminds me a little bit of Haloti Nada getting that, uh, being, uh, providing pressure in the middle. Uh, something the Ravens haven't had in a while. We kind of thought that Brandon Williams was going to be that guy. Um, but after, you know, he got his contract, he didn't really just came too much, uh, just taking up space in the middle of the line. And, you know, if you're not going to get, you know, if you're not going to break down the pocket on the outside, you, you, if you can have guys that can break the pocket up in the middle, that causes so much chaos in that line. The quarterback doesn't know where to go. He can't go left, he can't go right because he's got edge rushers coming up behind him or to the side. But if you've got somebody who can break up the middle, that's where having a guy like Travis Jones providing that kind of pressure would make Kyle Hamilton a lot more valuable because then the quarterback's got to rush the throw. He doesn't see Kyle Hamilton sitting there over the middle and could provide plays. So when you draft a guy like a more of a, I feel like the Travis Jones pick for the Ravens, you already have Matt BK there. You're bringing back Michael Pierce, um, but having a younger guy there, Calais Campbell, um, this will I think help provide help Calais Campbell not have to be on the field, uh, you know, 30, 40 snaps a game. You know, he can he can come in on certain packages and um, and play well. He can be more Travis Jones and Matty BK can be more of an every down guy there. So um, again, I think I'm I'm from what the scouts are saying. They said he's a good pick. I gotta I gotta see him. You know, when we get to preseason, um, before, whatever, because I didn't watch. Now I don't watch Connecticut football, um, <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll have. I have, I will have to see how he pans out. But obviously, the Ravens address the need here with the interior defensive line. And um, as, as far as value, got another great value pick there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I, I love the pick. <laughs> I didn't know much about uh, Travis Jones when we when we picked him up, but. Um, you know, I went back and did a little bit of homework off on him. I, I did. I have heard his name um, mm-hmm. a few times. I, I know, and uh, what was he played for UConn? You said right? Yeah. And, and from what I remember, they didn't do. I think that it was like a struggling team. I don't think they really did, did very well. But but he was like the clear best player on the on the team. So um, I know I know he pretty much had a solid career there, and he was known for you know being a, a, a good pass rusher. Also, I mean, because I think he was getting a couple sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in like the past two, two seasons as well, but um, I, I like him being there and being able to compliment those guys that you mentioned. Um, and yeah, he's not you know he's not he's not Jordan Davis. You know he's not as big as Jordan Davis, obviously. But but who is who is? I mean, <laughs> there's there's no other Jordan Davis in the league. Right. So so you know size wise, he's still about six four, three thirty or something like that, or or not far off that. So. I, I like it. I mean, and and especially at you know at round three, um, and coming right off of the Ojabo pick, um, you, you they're really starting to address you know that area of the field. So <laughs> I was actually cool with this pick, and 
and from what I'm hearing, he was actually, uh, the, I think he was like when people's like top 30 prospect, like, or on a lot of people's lists, he was really, really high up there. So mm-hmm. for, for a lot of, uh, stuff, this was actually a steal with this, at this pick again. So, you know, j- just like the other picks, man, uh, it, the, the good thing is that it seems like we were grabbing these guys when they should have been gone already. So I, I don't know what it is about the Ravens and how guys just kind of slip to them in these later rounds, but this was kind of the start of it at this point. Um, after we got the Jabo and then uh, we were able to end up with Travis Jones, you know, this this is kind of where we, we kind of started making um, – making some really good picks as well. This kind of started another stretch for us. So I'm, I'm cool with Travis Jones and obviously we need him. So not, not mad, not mad at that pick either. I think we was at the, what did it say? Pick 76. So yeah, yeah. just a, just another good value pick and, you know, looking forward to seeing him like play right away. Yeah. Like I thought like when the uh, first round, well, not the first round, but when we got Kyle Hamilton, I, before I saw the Hollywood trade, I I figured like our second round picks probably gonna be Travis Jones because there were some mock drafts that had us going past rusher in the first round and Travis Jones in the second round. So to get him in the third round, it's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Um, the guy has good size and like the thing that I always saw in his scouting report was that he pushes the pocket and that's like something we need. Mm-hmm. Like and we didn't yeah. get from Brandon Williams. Brandon Williams clogged lanes and he clogged things but he didn't yeah. push the pocket so to add that with the youth um i'm, I'm really happy with that i think you know eric da costa like he's really taking steps toward getting our defensive line younger um you know michael pierce is a little bit younger than brandon williams um but to inject some youth with travis jones i think that says a lot um and i i'm really hopeful for our defensive line this year yeah, it's like another great value pick there. And I yep. uh, start the fourth round, the Ravens. No, six picks in the fourth round. Six I think picks. Travis, I mean, I think, so Travis, I think Trey and I talked about this two weeks ago. We were like, there's no way. There's no way we the Ravens are going to have picks. six picks. <laughs> and they kept all, they kept all six of them. They kept <laughs> all six of them. And we're going to run down the list here to four, four, uh, six picks in the fourth round. So, Outside, they didn't get Jordan Davis, who was the largest defensive lineman, but they did get the largest human being I've ever seen. Uh, Daniel Falele, offensive tackle out of Minnesota, 6'8", 384 pounds. Um, he was the heaviest player at the Combine since they've been tracking it since 2006. Um, he actually didn't start playing football until his senior year of high school. He was actually a rugby player back in Australia before he started playing football. So even when at this at playing football, he's still fairly new. He's only got maybe maybe three to four years if you include high school as seeing three to four years of actual um, football playing time. He's just a massive man. Um, I do think though having that rugby background provides that he can move, that he's very nimble. The fact that you have a 6'9", 384 pound man playing rugby I don't know if I want to play against him, you know, during any of those matches. Um, he was also Rashad Bateman's roommate um, while they were at Minnesota. Um, they said he's going to be more of a project developmental only because, again, he hasn't played football that or that position long as long as other players since, like, you know, high school and peewee football and college. 
Um, so they're going to work with him. But, you know, with Jawan James already in the building, hopefully recovering from his injury, they draft, they signed Morgan Moses in the offseason. Um, they actually projected to be more of a guard uh, going into uh, his NFL career instead of a tackle. Um, but again, this is a pick I think the Ravens are like, they do a pretty good job or have in the last few years of drafting linemen and getting the most they can out of them. I think they look at his size and it's one of those things that I think a lot of scouts say all the time is one thing, a couple things you can't teach. You can't teach speed and you can't teach size. <laughs> like when you got a guy that's 6'8", 384 pounds, that's going to be a lot to get around. So uh, if he can uh, utilize that that rugby skill and, you know, get upfield and just keep like, like and be like Tyler Lindebaum, imagine those two guys running up the field, <laughs> just road grading. I mean, that, that would be phenomenal. So I think I hope the hope is uh, that I don't know if it's it's going to probably be a couple years before he kind of gets into his comfortable zone. But um, I do like the pick uh, there at four. Um, again, size. It's one of the things you just can't teach. So I think the Ravens are hoping. Coaching just to, coaching takes a precedent and they get the best out of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't have much on uh, Daniel Falele. I, I didn't know anything about Daniel Falele until we picked him up. <laughs> Um, all all I knew was six eight three eighty four. I mean, they had me at that point, so I don't <laughs> I don't really have much that I need to add to that. But you know, if he's a project, I mean, I, I don't expect them expect it to take too too long for them to, to have him come around. I, I can't imagine they're gonna have this guy standing at six eight three eighty four on ice for too long. So mm-hmm. um, I, I can imagine that we'll probably try to figure something out for him sooner than later. Um, I'm I'm hopeful that that will happen, but. For us to start off the fourth round with it, I I, I actually loved it. Um, like I said, when when, when we uh, went to the draft with six fourth round picks, I, I had no clue that we were going to leave uh, with six fourth round picks at, at, at all. But that's kind of how it worked out. And uh, Daniel Falele, if we're going to start like that, you know, that's a good start. So I, I wasn't yeah. mad at that at all. I was just interested in how they were going to follow that. But uh, yeah, six eight three eighty four. Um, I'll take it. Like you can you can't do much better than this. Like when you're trying to go with all these fourth round picks. Like I get them using it all because I think they're kind of like we got to get some stuff through the draft because this Lamar contract is is coming. But I really I like um, the point you made, Miles. Like this guy's like was a roommate of uh, Rashad Bateman, and you know we got Owe and Ojabo. They're like best friends. Like I'm I, I kind of see like. There's a lot of uh, push towards, you know, enhancing the locker room present, having that good chemistry there. So I love, I love this pick for that. Um, but I really just love how a lot of scouts were saying this could be Orlando Brown Jr. again for the Ravens. Like mm-hmm. this guy that follows to you, big behemoth guy. This guy, he's not fast, but he can move um, from rugby. Um, but like some of the scouts were saying, like after the fact, after the draft. Um, that the Ravens coaching staff is just so good that they can develop this guy into Orlando Brown Jr. Part two. Uh, so I have a lot of hope for him in that aspect. And, you know, I hope he turns out that way because, I mean, we went from struggling last year, like trying to find a tackle, you know, put McCarty mm-hmm. out there, um, to now, like, we have tackles galore if everybody comes back healthy. So um, this is a great pick right here. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, I think, how they utilize him. If they maybe if they want to get him like again, like Dre said, because of that man's size, I think they're gonna to want to utilize it sooner than later. 
So even if it means putting him at guard or something uh, for like some pa- different packages or something like that, um, especially like goal, like goal line situations. Like they actually showed some uh, clips where uh, he actually ran the ball like the French. They did some plays where he actually lined up as a, uh, as a, as a running back and ran the ball in. I'm like, I wouldn't be mad at that. Six eight three eighty four coming at you. Like, I wouldn't be mad on the one yard line. Yeah, take it. <laughs> right, put him in Ricard back there. <laughs> you got that rugged like said, You got that rugby player background, so he knows how he knows how to hold the football. So I mean, I, I said go ahead. Like, you got they got to get more creative, obviously, um, going forward because this Ravens offense has been pretty vanilla. So the, the hope is maybe getting some guys that can do multiple things will help. Um, next next pick in the fourth round. The one that this one intrigued me, uh, Jalen Armour Davis out of Alabama. Um, a lot of uh, scouts said that the, they love this pick for the Ravens for the simple fact that because it's Alabama, I think a lot of people don't realize how many blue chip athletes Alabama brings in every single year. I think they bring in the most blue chip players of any college program. Um, and like in the last, over the last 10 years, more boob-to-chip players have come out of Alabama, I think, than any other program. And they said his situation was he was just kind of sitting behind guys. It wasn't that he was a bad player. It's just that, you know, he sat behind other players that were probably better at their position than he was. Um, but they, it's, it's, it's ironic that they get him in the fourth round when they let Anthony Everett go, who they also drafted in the fourth round, also from Alabama. So they basically replaced him with Jalen Armour Davis. Um, so the hope is again they're addressing the secondary for the secondary issues that they had from last year, knowing like look, we we were hoping Marcus Peters comes back healthy and so is Marlon Humphrey. Um, but we can't again be stuck where we're trying to bring guys off the street anymore. We gotta have guys in, in the house. So and like you guys said before, you know, I think like like Trey and I said, it like we didn't expect them to have all six picks in the fourth round, but I think with getting back into the first round, getting Linderbaum, getting a Jabo where they got him in the second round, I think made the Ravens, and getting Travis Jones where they did, they were like, we could probably keep all six picks. We don't need to trade them and move up because guys are falling to us. We don't really need to move around because we're, we're going to get the guys we want. They got mainly, I think, the first four guys they wanted. They really wanted. Um, right. So when they had the four, and they, it felt like the Ravens were picking like every other pick, right? <laughs> In the fourth round. In the fourth, yeah. <laughs> I feel like every other pick was the Ravens picking somebody. But, um, again, you can't go wrong, I think, with drafting uh, a secondary player from Alabama. I think you can't go wrong there. They're, they're good football players. And when you got to practice against guys like Jamison Williams and Waddle and all those guys for the last few years, you you, can, you, you learn how to you, – you can cover pretty well. So, I think I, yeah. I like this pick here for the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm cool with uh, Jalen as well. I, I kind of um, I like that pick, and you know Baltimore. We you know we can't just we we can't stay away from from picking Alabama guys. We know we're gonna right. get at least one. I'm surprised we didn't get a whole lot more just because it's it's the Ravens. We pick up a lot of Alabama guys because of Ozzy. But um, but yeah, I, I like uh, I like Jalen. I think the only knock is that hopefully he can stay healthy um, yeah. for us because I know he's had some injury trouble in his college career. But outside of that, I mean, you know, he's rated pretty good as like a strong press corner. And that's the type of corner we need in our defense, especially is guys that can kind of get up in, in a receiver's face and, and knock him off his route. Um, and he runs a 4-3. He runs a 4-3-9. Mm-hmm. So that, that also, you know, is a benefit as well. I mean, 
we we we've all been there watching the last couple of we've we've seen receivers run right behind our dbs and, yeah and you know where it's, <laughs> yeah i mean so um hopefully you know that'll help but but yeah um hopefully peters comes back completely healthy and uh, this is just kind of like a little bit of cushion for us and maybe like you said um you know if we need to bring in a backup or even bring in you know like tape on how he played his role we kind of like throw him in like as a nickel sometimes or in different packages um you know kind of just doing stuff that you know maybe they'll have like uh mixing him in with even in conjunction with like Kyle Hamilton and those guys moving up on the line and things like that so um I I like the pickup and and like you said Alabama just had so many superstars on the team you know you know they all can't play but (laughs) you know it's still Alabama and, and you get drafted if you play for Alabama that's just how it goes and uh, it still falls into a need for us, and uh, I'm cool with the pick. And he's a good size too. I mean, six one, about one ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a nice that's a nice that's that's where you want your cornerback to be. Um, anything six feet, anything over one ninety, that's that's a plus. So I'll take it. Um, anytime you get like a, a press corner that that runs fast, um, good with me. Yeah, I think the the thing that only knock I saw because they said he would have been higher and he probably would have had more time at Alabama if he would just stay healthy so I think my mm-hmm. only concern was his health but like from everything I've read like this guy would be great to just put him on the outside have Marlon cover those slot receivers um, because I would have been comfortable going into the season with Brandon Stevens playing that outside role converting back to mm-hmm. corner I was very concerned about that but for us to get this guy if he can stay healthy um, I, I think that'd be a great pickup if he's able to contribute year one even better um, because I think, you know, Marlon's at his best when he's covering those slot receivers. Um, and, and I think this is I think this is a good pick. If, I, if he stays healthy, I think this is a solid pick. Yeah, so that's one thing about Alabama, right? They can only start 11 guys on each other. So, I mean, it's there are a lot of guys that just kind of sit there waiting for their turn. <laughs> um, so uh, that's what he said for him is he doesn't have a lot of experience at that level, but he did get recruited by Alabama for a reason. Um, so I think that the Ravens look with with uh, Mike McDonald's Tom, got some pieces to work with. He's got some pieces yeah. to work with. So he's not really going to have a lot of excuses year one to complain about uh, not having uh, getting that defense back to where it needs to be. So um, yeah. next pick, uh, number 128 in the fourth round. Charlie Kolar, tight end out of Iowa State, um, he has the same measurables as Nick Boyle. 6'6", 250 pounds. I think Nick Boyle is like 260. Um, so basically, I'm looking at that's that's going to replace the Nick Boyle. I think with Nick Boyle's health last year, even though they had paid him the season before, the all-season before, I think they looked at, we can't count on him being healthy all year. So we're going to need to move back. And then Nick Boyle was mainly used more as a run blocker, not really as a pass-catching tight end. Charlie Kolar, is said, is really good at run blocking and can pass catch as well. So um, I think the Ravens, look, the Ravens did take two tight ends in this draft. I think the Ravens realized they want to get back to what they had in 2019 and Lamar's MVP season. And with what the Ravens had back in 2012 when they had Dennis Pitta and um, – uh, Ed Dickinson. I think the Ravens want to spread the ball around. If you have two guys that can work the middle of the field and uh, those tight ends, and you got Charlie Kolar who can be utilized um, 
and more three tight end sets. Um, I, I think that's going to be a solid pick for the Ravens going forward. Yeah, I, I like I like the, uh, <laughs> the the Kolar pick. I mean, I knew we needed a, another tight end, uh, especially with you know, a couple question marks around Nick Boyle, um, his health and everything. Um, but yeah, from from what I'm hearing anyway, um, obviously I haven't followed any of these Kolar uh, or um, the other other tight end Isaiah Likely. But mm-hmm. um, from what I hear, I mean, once again, just another good value pick. He was really seemed like a, a really really productive tight end uh, over there at Iowa State. So I'll take it. I mean, um, I think his knock was actually his some of his blocking. They said he can improve on his blocking, but. He, you know, he's he has the size that he can do that. So I'm not really concerned that he'll improve on that. But that that was kind of his knock in college. But um, yeah, just another productive tight end. And you know, we're in the fourth round. We got six picks, so why not? You know. So I'm not mad at that round four, 128th pick. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually cool with that with that pick. I I was wondering if we might go wide receiver with this pick. Um, cause I knew that was something that we needed at this point. Um, but post draft, I'm like, okay, I get the logic, you know, we get those two tight ends. We get back to that 13 set. Um, I like the pick. I like, I like the scouting report. Um, you know, I think, it, I think it's a solid pick. I actually thought if we went tight end, we would actually go the reverse, like likely would have been the first guy off the board, but yeah, hey, we, we got him too. So I, I can't be too worried. So, um, you know, for me, you know, my assessment, this is kind of like to be determined. Like, he, he's, it's a cool pick, but I really want to see how much of an impact he's going to have for us. Yeah, again, you know, I think that they got Nick Boyle there. I think the Ravens have realized that they can't too have, they can't have too much of anything, right, <laughs> as a team. They saw their like, whole segments of their offense and defense get decimated, having to go on the street and sign guys. And I think they're like, we better, we'd rather have guys in-house that already know the system that if we have the guys that are in front of them do get hurt or not perform well, we can put them right in, you know? So I think Charlie Kolar is not going to be expected to do much because they still have Nick Boyle there if he's 100% uh, to, you know, run in those run packages. But uh, I would expect that maybe in the red zone, like utilizing a guy like Charlie Kolar or something like that, with, with, especially with his size, you know, being 6'6". Um, so definitely some of the more red zone packages um, and things like that. So that be that. That was a that was, again, it was a, a depth pick there. They needed. I think gave him another weapon for Lamar there over the middle. Um, next pick for the Ravens was a little surprising. Ravens draft a punter, Jordan Stout out of Penn State. Um, I'm a little surprised here that the Ravens took a punt. Actually, there were two punters taken in the fourth round. Um, I think like a few, three picks after the Ravens, the uh, uh, Tammy Buccaneers took a punter as well. Um, this yeah, basically tells took me. took a kicker, I think. Didn't yeah. they take a kicker or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Cleveland did take a kicker. I think that was yeah, they, yeah, in fourth round too. Yeah, yeah, was it 124? It was a few picks before us. Um, so, I mean, this pick sig- signals to me that I think Sam Cook may be announcing his uh, retirement soon uh there's only you don't keep two punters on the roster um so i would have to assume that sam cook is uh probably getting ready to hang it up probably the next i would have to assume before training camp hits um and that plus at the same time sam cook has his his efficiency has has dwindled a little bit over the last couple of years 
he hasn't been as effective in the punting game like he used to be. Um, now, what he has been, I think, for what he has been for Justin Tucker is, you know, setting that ball and, you know, getting in the right place for him to kick those 66-yard field goals and things like that. So that's going to be interesting if you have this guy, Jordan Stout, come in and take that place of Sam Cook and trying to have to now develop an entirely new kind of brotherhood among that special special teams unit. Um, So that's going to be... That's going to be, I'm pretty sure, a little bit interest, interesting because, uh, I mean, that's going to obviously be the uh, the role he's going to have to handle. Um, yeah, a little surprised. Again, I think they could have waited until the fifth or sixth round. I mean, they didn't. I don't think they had a fifth round pick, but they could have waited later to draft a punt. I don't think they had drafted one in the fourth round there, but it is what it is. Yeah, it, it's, it's a I, – I was – I think anyone's gonna be surprised when you take a kicker or a punter any anywhere before the, the the last couple of rounds. But um, yeah, I mean, my first thought was like, wow, you, you don't even think about the punter position. I mean, Sam could have been there forever, but mm-hmm. he's also provided like a security for the Ravens that, at, you know, is it certain positions that the Ravens don't worry about? We don't worry about kicking. We don't worry about punting. We, we're always locked up. We're always good with those with those positions. So that was like my first thought. Like, wow, okay, it's almost. Sam Cook's probably about to be out of there, if not this year, the next year for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, or like you said, most, probably this year, because like you said, we don't keep multiple punters, and I can't imagine that the Ravens would have drafted a punter unless they absolutely needed to. So, um, yeah, at this point, when we're drafting punters and we're still not drafting receivers, I was getting a little worried for it. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, that's why I initially <laughs> thought when Hollywood got shipped out in the first for the first round pick, I'm thinking, okay, they're definitely going to draft a receiver within these next few picks, mm-hmm. especially after we, you know, not addressed, but kind of uh, gave a little attention to the, the defensive line position. Um, and then we even got an old line. And I'm thinking, okay, in the fourth round, we got six picks. We're going to go receiver at some point. But, you know, maybe it just wasn't a receiver that they liked, I guess, um, that was remaining on the board. I couldn't tell you if there were any left that were of the value that they were probably looking for anyway. Uh, probably surely wasn't like a clear replacement, but, you know, at least a receiver that could help, um, you know, that receiving room in the meantime. But, the you know, the fact that they still didn't draft the receiver and then they draft punter, that just told me, okay, we're off the receiver position in this draft. Like that, that that just tells you everything you know about the receiver position. They're 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 mm-hmm. not looking to replace Hollywood or add a receiver in this draft. That's just not mm-hmm. what they're going to address in this draft. So that's what the Jordan Stout uh, pick told me. Um, but as far as just him as a as a as a pick, I, I like it. I mean, just from what I I heard about him, huge leg, a lot of hang time, and he even has. You know, for the kickoff, I guess he was like the long. I mean, his kicking, he used to kick as well. Longest field goal in history at Penn State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I mean, from what I know about him as a player, uh, I'm not mad at it. Um, pick round four is a bit high um, for that pick. But I don't think, to me, I don't think he lost out on anybody for picking him either. So, for that, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not upset about it. Yeah, I was, I was, I was baffled. I mean, I think everybody was, but um, I, I, I felt like we could have traded back and got him, unless there was just a team that just valued uh, this guy 
just as much as the Ravens did. And then it kind of makes more sense. I mean, granted, special teams are always going to be important to the Ravens, especially Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get it. And this guy's supposedly, supposedly a great holder as well, which is going to be great because they want to keep that symmetry uh, with Justin Tucker. Um, and I just thought it was a little bit of a reach, but you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna criticize the Costa, you know, with everything that he's done, you know, and the Costa we trust now. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I got a feeling. I got a feeling that uh, what I heard was they already had the conversation with Sam Cook prior to the draft, so I guess they knew they were drafting Jordan Snell, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Justin Tucker made a request at some point for this yeah. guy possibly even still with the holding duties and stuff you probably wanted some right. input so i wouldn't be surprised if it was kind of like a yeah and i remember yeah. one thing yeah this guy can throw there was some footage of some <laughs> this guy can throw like this guy is pretty solid on the fake punt so that's probably okay. another uh, selling point for hard well, that's another Sam, Sam Cook. Yeah. Sam yeah. Cook was what, like five for six on his fake punts, I think, yeah. in his career. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's I guess it's a running thing for the Ravens, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, next pick in the fourth round, the Ravens dropped another tight end, Isaiah Likely out of Coast Carolina. Um now for what I saw uh last year, um Coastal Carolina offense was one of the top rated offense in college football. They're one of the more fun offenses to watch. Um, based on his frame and his size, when I looked at the tape of him, uh, he seems to be more. They said they, they're they're going to use him the way they should have used Darren, Darren Waller when they had him. That's what they said that they they're looking at this pick, the scouts and everybody else. They said that they expect him to be. He's not a blocker by any 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 means or anything like that. But I don't think the Ravens are going to use him like way. Well, I think the Ravens are going to use him like a Dennis Miller. They can put him in a slot, you know, and run him you know, and different packages and stuff and go, you know, make plays down the field. And I think that's the, that's what they think the Ravens need, right? Realize like we can't keep trying to throw the ball to Mark Andrews when he's W double team every single play. We got to have another threat going down the field where he can still get yardage and still provide some kind of worry for that secondary and for those linebackers that they have to at least count for him, right? Um, So I, I did like the pick here. I think that uh, Lamar has like his, I think his best years with the Ravens so far have been when he's had two tight ends that he can throw to. You know, so uh, he didn't really have that last year. So I think um, this was a solid pick here. Uh, again, Coastal Carolina, not a big school. He didn't play any Power Five teams, but uh, I remember Keyshawn Johnson said that you know for guys that catch the ball, it's one of those things that just translates better into the pros where it doesn't matter what school you go to you can catch the ball run your routes and take hits you can you can play in the nfl so i think um i like the isaiah likely pick i think the ravens again going heavy with tight end here uh having some options some of the guys that they could do different things um in the tight end position yeah i, I agree um I, I also i agree with travis <laughs> i thought we were um if we were going to do tight end i thought we might have got isaiah likely first and then maybe double back to get kohler if they were going to always get two tight ends but i do i do like uh, isaiah likely another super productive tight end um at coastal carolina i mean he had over 900 yards receiving about 60 catches or so and 12 tds just last year so i mean that's you know, for, for, for that offense to be uh, such a good offense, and he was that big of a part of that offense, that's like a good sign. And 
and you know with the type of offense that we're looking it's look almost looking like we're going to return to kind of like the 2019 offense uh whatever yeah, year Hayden Hurst, or, yeah. yeah Hayden Hurst and I think that was Lamar's MVP season also yeah it, the the way that you know they did not address receiver in the draft and and they doubled up on the tight ends it's, it kind of seems like they're they're just playing analytics and looking at the numbers like look what we did this year um when we had um this this productive tight end work and and look how successful Lamar was with that um versus how it was in the in the years after that but um I don't know I, I like the pick um another big big guy or nice another tall tight end 6'6 six, six, about 245 250 um I'm, I'm not mad I actually I actually love this pick um especially uh, about pick 139 round four um I'm I'm not mad at this at all so I'm, I'm I actually good with this Isaiah likely pick like I said I actually like that pick over the Kohler pick but I like that we have both of them so we have kind of the options to, mm-hmm. to do what we need to do with both of them in our offense yeah, I, I love this is an A plus pick. I mean, the comp, the, the comps I've seen for Isaiah Likely, like like you said, Darren Waller, Evan Ingram, and I think somebody said like Isaiah Likely is what Josh Oliver was supposed to be when he got drafted. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, this is this is your move guy, and and the one thing I forgot to say this with Kohler, the, the one thing that's big on Kohler is he's great in the red zone. That was a big point of his, and Isaiah likely is is very similar. So, I like the focus on the red zone area too. I think I think that that isn't a coincidence. I think that was a focus that they want to get back to being great in the red zone because, like you all said, Lamar's MVP season, he was like he had like a super high quarterback rating. I don't think he had any interceptions in the red zone um, until the playoffs that year. So, I mean, I think you know this is very intentional, and I think it's a good strategy. Yeah, let's just say, let's say it could be a situation where uh, with the Ravens and how they draft tight ends, I think uh, lately the second tight end could end up being more productive than the first one they drafted. Uh, uh, you know, Mark Andrews and Peyton Hurst. Um, so uh, I did like the pick there. I thought that was good good value for them. Uh, next pick they had, Demarion Williams out of a uh, cornerback out of Houston. Um, they say pretty much he's very durable. He's gonna He doesn't get hurt a lot. He plays. Um, they said he can pretty much play the Tavon Young role and then pull back position. I don't really know too much about this guy, but this is another definitely another depth pick for the Ravens. Um I think the Ravens are going like we can't have too many we can't have too many DBs. <laughs> we can't have too many DBs. I think that's what that's what this pick was for the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 cool with it. this. Like you said, it's kinda like a depth booster right there. I mean he he's not as big, but like I said, he's probably around the same size Tavon was. He might be a little bit bigger. I'm not sure. He's about five ten, one eighty two. Probably about the same size for real. Um, but they, you know, they say his coverage is really good, and he's a pretty good run defender as well. So I'm not mad at it. I mean, he, was he the last pick? I think he was the last pick in a fourth. Yep. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm cool with this pick. Um, if you got six fourth round picks, why not just finish it off with some more secondary depth? So I'm I'm cool with that. I don't know too much about him outside of that, though. Yeah, I didn't know too much about this guy either. Um, I mean, I read it was a solid pick. I guess I'm just going to trust that. Um, but I know we need depth in the secondary. So, you know, I'm just going to roll with it with that in mind. Yeah. Um, so the next pick, and I think this was the last pick, I'm pretty sure, for the Ravens. Yeah, it was the last um, one. Last one, Tyler Batty, running back out of Missouri. Um he had who led the SEC last year with 1,600 yards. Um, 
he is not a big running back, but they've said that they kind of want to use him the way they wanted to use Justice Hill. Uh, Justice Hill is just it, it sucked for him last year because it was when Gus Edwards and JK went down, it was kind of expected that he was going to be get his chance to kind of show off his skills, and then he got hurt, uh, so he didn't get a chance to play. So I think the Ravens uh, are done with that experiment with Justice. And now moving on to Tyler Batty, he catched the ball well out of the backfield. Um, he only had two fumbles on 513 carries. Um, this also is a little interesting because we saw with Tyson Williams last year. You know, while he didn't hit the field, I think me, you, Trey, and Travis, I think we texted between each other. Why is Tyson not getting on the field? <laughs> I, think with Tyler, on the field. <laughs> I think Tyler Batty now is going to be taking that role uh, as that third running back. Um, so, again, I don't know too much about him, but he did lead the league, lead at least the SEC in rushing last year. Um, he did have a season-ending injury, which is why I think he fell this far to the sixth round. Uh, so he's not going to be, looks sounds like he's not going to be available for a training camp. Um, so even though he does get back, it's going to take him a few weeks uh, to get to form. Um, so I'm, it's another, another project. Uh, but I think uh, if he is, if he could come back 100%, I had value there for the Ravens at a, a position they're already strong in. But again, again, that's one of those things where it's like, if you already have a good thing, just keep adding to it. You can't have too much of a good thing. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like this pick. I mean, this is our last pick of the draft. We, we had to get somebody out of the draft <laughs> that's going to kind of provide some type of insurance or security for, um, you know, J.K. and and Gus uh, coming back. Um, we, we still have Tyson though, right? Like, yeah, Tyson's still on the roster. Yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. I mean he's probably gonna be he's gonna be Tyson's competition really. I mean, to, just to see who's gonna be that third guy. Um but we like keeping four backs um too. We we probably keep four backs just because of, you know, the injury history and things like that. So we you know, it's it's space for at least him and Tyson. Um we'll see what happens with just, uh Justice, you know, when he gets back. But um we'll probably have at least I know at least three, but we possibly might have four backs as well. But um, I like this pick though. He's super productive. <laughs> um, like I said, sixteen hundred yards rushing last season, and he had like fourteen touchdowns. And he also caught fifty-four passes for three hundred thirty yards as well, and and scored another four touchdowns receiving. So I mean, mm-hmm. he did it all last year, and that's the type of back, like you said. I think they wanted that out of justice. Um, but you know, based on the injury, it just kind of set him back back a lot and, and he's also um he's from nola but he uh he spent a lot of his time in, in randallstown there's a lot of shots yeah. so mm-hmm. he, you know he grew up close by um still a hometown guy and it makes sense that that baltimore will pick him last um i, I was interested to see if they were going to pick a running back sooner um maybe in somewhere in that fourth fourth round uh picks but um it seems like once again just a guy who had a super solid and this is Missouri. Like, there's not just any school. I mean, you know, this, this is still Missouri, and he he had all those rushing yards. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll take it. I, I like I like him being a part of our backfield, um, just providing some depth uh, behind J.K. and Gus. So, yeah, I think I think if Greg Roman uses him right, I think this could be a great pick, uh, a gem, because this guy out of the backfield, he's a pass catcher. I mean, he's he's. He's a good runner. He's not like the guy you're going to get the ball to 15, 20 times a game in the NFL just due to his size. But he's very shifty. I think the comp I saw on him was Tariq Cohen. 
shifty guy, uh, good speed, but he's great out of the backfield. So if we if we can utilize him or just out of the backfield, um, I think he'll be a great weapon for us and he could be a gem. I think one of the reasons I saw he fell, I think I saw the injury thing, but also he was like a one-year wonder. So um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm anxious to see how he is with us, but I think if, if utilized right, he could be very valuable for us. What was his, uh, do we know what his injury was? That ended the season? I can't remember. Let me see. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember what his injury actually was. Gotcha. I didn't hear too much about it. I know they did say he got hurt, but I didn't know what what he actually uh what actually happened. But uh yeah, I'll, I'll pull that up. We can pull that up later. I was just curious. But yeah, like you said, if we if we can use him in the right way, I think you know I think that'll be perfect. Um, perfect addition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we, think they we, mentioned we Gus. In our game. Oh, go ahead. Mark. I think they mentioned they may mention Gus Edwards getting hurt and being on the pup list. So they said there'd be potential for him to actually get more training camp time. Tyler Batty. So what I was reading was Gus Edwards is still still dealing with his injury. Will oh, be okay, yeah, yeah. most likely. So yeah, it's sure. going to allow for Tyler Batty to get some definitely some training camp time for sure. Um, now the Rams, of course, uh, as always. Sign undrafted guys. Um, the two guys for the Ravens that apparently have stood out to uh, scouts, and even for uh, Keyshawn Johnson mentioned this, I think on the show uh, a couple mornings ago. Uh, Devin Williams out of Oregon State. He's not a fast guy. Six uh, five. No, not Oregon State. University of Oregon. Six five two zero seven. So he's definitely on the smaller side, weight wise. Uh, it's going to definitely have to add some young going to the weight room. <laughs> Um, but Keyshawn said by watching him, he said he watched him at Oregon. He was like, if this guy can get on, and he's like said, he was that one guy, he said he looked up for the Ravens, that the Ravens drafted was like, he could be something special for the Ravens. He said they could look at him being like an Anquan Bolden type player. He's not super fast, but he said he's got great hands, uh, wins contested balls. Um, but if he adds like a little bit more weight to that size, he could be like another like, AJ Brown kind of kind of player, just a big body wide receiver, uh, another target for Lamar to throw to. Again, yeah. it's undrafted, so the wide receiver room is they lost three wide receivers in the offseason, so uh, he's gonna get some time. Yeah. He's gonna definitely get some time in training camp. Um, he's gonna just say hit the weight room, you know, eat some, eat, maybe maybe you know, a couple of weeks start eating with the offensive lineman for a little bit. You know, get yeah. like twenty five. <laughs> I love I love that we drafted him. I, I saw that um that, that sh- I saw Keyshawn Johnson when he said it. I was watching the show. Um, I, I forget was it Get Up or I can't remember whatever show he's on. But yeah, I heard him mention this Devin Williams kid, so I looked him up. And this is before we actually signed him. And what he was saying, I was like, well, I mean, he, he knows something that we don't know, but clearly. Yeah. But then I looked up the guy's uh, his size. I'm like, wow, this guy's six five, two oh seven. I mean. We just traded away Hollywood, who was five nine, hundred eighty pounds. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. You know, <laughs> like I'll take that. That's, that's actually what our offense needs. I mean, we need uh, a receiver that can actually pos- be like a possession speed guy, like a guy that can kind of take, you know, that can body and, and body a DB. And Hollywood, you know, is, is as good as he was. He was kind of like a one trick pony. I mean, he, you know, yeah. he had a good straightaway speed. I mean, if he's not running straight down the field. He's not breaking tackles. 
you know, it, it wasn't really as dynamic. But from what I hear, you know, the reason why he wasn't drafted had less likely had less to do with what you can do on the field and probably things that were going on off the field. But yeah, outside of that, um, I, I'm excited to see if he can kind of become a become a good story and, and kind of be, be one of those undrafted free agents that we that we read about, you know, that we see yeah. to hear about down the line. So um, I, I'm excited to see him in camp. Yeah, same here. I love his size, and and I love the, you know, kind of like the common theme of the guys we have now. We're seeing more size, you know, with the exception of like a James Prochet and a Devin Duvernay, but with the tight ends, Rashad Bateman, this guy. I mean, you got guys with a bigger catch radius, you know, and I think with Lamar's shortcoming, accuracy, having that big catch radius and somebody that can go up there and get it, um, I think that that bodes well, and I think if he can come in and make an impact, there's definitely a spot for him. Yeah, I think like you guys said, they made great good points there. That the Ravens have just gotten are getting bigger. Hey, the Ravens realize like, you know, for the, the style of game play, the style of play that we have uh, as the Ravens, we need size, we need size and speed. We need guys that can be able to move the chain, but at the same time, not get bullied by these defensive players. Yeah, I, mean, I think we saw that last year. That offense, all of the line was getting pushed around. Um, outside of Mark Andrews, like running the wide receivers were getting pushed around. Holloway, when he's on the field, getting only thing he could up. do was, yeah, getting jammed. So I'm like, the Ravens are like, we got to be able to get just, you know, get stronger, get bigger. Um, I think that's what the Ravens did in this draft. And um, from all the different, you know, scouts, again, the Ravens, a lot of people gave the Ravens an A plus to this draft. Now, again, a lot of that is mainly because of the value picks, like where they got guys, not necessarily what they're going to end up being. Um, but I think the way they drafted, getting more tight ends in the tight end room, especially with how they utilize tight ends, drafting um, Falele there at offensive tackle, getting Tyler in the bomb to be your stout center for the next 10 years, um, adding depth there at secondary, getting Kyle Hamilton while you already have, I think, four or five safeties in the room right now. Um, Kyle Hamilton can be kind of used like in different. He can be used all over the, all over the field. They said he can be used up. At, he can be used at linebacker. He can be used at the line of scrimmage. Um, he can play cover two. Like he can do a lot of different things. And I think the fact that they said that he's he has good ball like eyeball skills. Like he can find the ball and he can make plays. I think that's what the Ravens like. We haven't had that in a long time. We need a guy that can make plays on the middle of the field. And if you got a guy, I think, that can work those first 10 yards in Kyle Hamilton and then let Marcus Williams just play center field in the back, I think you'll have a lot of teams, I'm hoping, being a little bit afraid of throwing 25, 20, 30-yard passes on the Ravens, you know, during the games. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and with the uh... – <laughs> With all of the pundits and analysts giving us an A plus, I, I this is probably the most A pluses I've seen. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we always draft well historically, I would say, but this is probably the most A pluses I've seen. And all I'm gonna say is, I mean, Harbaugh just got extended, um, but comes with an A plus draft comes with you know accountability. So the expectation, yeah, the expectation is is through the roof at this point, just to see how we're gonna plug these guys in and, and get them situated for, for camp and then and then all and then again for week one um it's just gonna be interesting i mean there, there's really no excuse at this point to you know we're 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 a better football team by far on paper 
Um, and there's no no excuse. Every, everybody, everybody's got their guy at this point. Um, Mike McDaniel, he's got his guy. He's got his guys out of draft. You can tell that a lot of this draft was, you know, a lot of that came from Mike McDaniel. You can you can just tell by yeah. some of the guys that we picked up, um, especially with Ojabo. I mean, that's his guy. They're they're, they're reunited. Um, with with T Martin and and those guys in the wide receiver room, the the undrafted. Uh, Devin Williams. I mean, that's going to be a project for them. They're they're going to be charged with getting him ready, um, hopefully, and, and so that he can actually compete for a job. So, you know, we got our old linemen. I mean, we we've addressed the the positions that we kind of um, were weak at, and now it's 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 on Greg Roman to to offensively to to get those guys in order. I mean, we got to we got the line is going to be short up. It, there's going to be no excuses this season going forward. You mm-hmm. know, barring barring any setbacks or injuries. Um, like I said, A plus draft is it's all 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 good, but you know they're gonna have to something's gonna have to give. They're gonna have to show for it. Um, yeah. So I, I am, you know, very pleased with the draft. I'm just I'm excited now just to see how the pieces fall and 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 just to see what we have looking forward to. But I, I'm gonna be, you know, not gonna lie, I'm a little traumatized after last season and how it started. So I just wanna, <laughs> yeah. You know, tread lightly. Let's everybody be healthy, right? Yeah, everybody be healthy yeah. first. Going yeah, move everybody be healthy and and get the guys that we drafted back that are you know the guys that we drafted that are hurt hopefully they get back healthy so we can kind of start off strong this year but the the hard part is done now is now is you know it's time to get to work and I'm just interested mm-hmm. to see how how, how they're going to fare with you know I'm just ready for week one already man to be honest like, yeah I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm over this it was a stressful draft but. You know, they gave him an A plus, but now it's time to see them apply that. Right. I think we have so much potential this year. I think, you know, we have a tough division right now. I think there are some hiccups right now and some question marks with Pittsburgh and definitely with Cleveland because we don't know uh, what Deshaun Watson's status is going to be like for the season. But um, I mean, we have a chance to make some noise. We got some. We got some quality guys in there. I mean, our biggest hole really is receiver and just making sure we're healthy going into the season. So the expectations are definitely there, like y'all are saying. Um, But, you know, if everything pans out, this could be, you know, the legacy-defining class for Eric DaCosta. This could be his 96th draft. Um, It definitely has the potential to be that. So I'm anxious to see how this plays out. I'm hoping it's not like the, uh, was it the 2019 draft where we only have one guy left from that team, from that draft. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I'm going in with very hopeful, um, you know, very hopeful uh, thought process. And, you know, I'm just anxious to see how these guys are used. Like we have we have chess pieces. Kyle Hamilton's a chess piece. Um, um, Ojabo's a chess piece. And I want to see, you know, how we incorporate Travis Jones. It's just there's just a lot to be excited about right now if you're a Raven fan. Um, So, you know, I'm just I just can't wait for the season to start. You know, I'm looking forward to being there at training camp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is before we get out of here, is there one player you know, name one player you wish the Ravens did pick up that they, they either when they missed on or another team like got in front of them? For me, uh, to be honest, I was I was learning about a lot of these players during the draft. Um, I think mm-hmm. there was a couple of receivers that I was thinking about that we didn't pick up. Was it uh the guy that went to Pittsburgh, uh, 
Pickens. Yeah. Pickens. Yeah. Yeah. Pickens. I, I, I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of taken aback by that. I didn't like that they got Pickens and he got him right before we did. Um, mm. And then they got um, and then obviously the Jordan Davis pick. I was, you know, that was the first pick that comes to my mind. Um, those are like the two main ones that I can think of. And I believe we got jumped again. Oh, and then when we got jumped again for the, this is before the Linderbaum pick. I, I actually did want us to pick up Jermaine Johnson, and yeah. and then uh, they jumped. I think we got we traded. Yeah, jump out of Eagles. Back. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got jumped. Actually, no, actually, no, no. Jermaine Johnson was actually on the board. We was just he there? chose. Yeah. We, yeah, he was on the board. We just chose uh, Linderbaum ahead of him. So yeah, so I, I was kind of you know I was shocked, but you know like I said. Hindsight 2020. When you look back at it, you know I'm I'm completely I'm completely okay with it as of as of right now. But I think those are the picks that I think that uh, I wish we could have back was the the Jordan Davis, uh, the the Pickens, and and also the Jermaine Johnson. I like those picks a lot. Yeah, my my pick was definitely if if as, if since he was there, getting the knowing and and then expecting to still draft Ojabo. If they drafted Jermaine Johnson and Ajabo and he still got Adolfi Oway, I mean, that would have just solidified their pass rush for the next six, six seven years. I mean, that, that would have been, who are you going to block? Who are you going to block? You know, I'm like, that. Jermaine Johnson for me, him, him and Pickens. Um, yeah. I really like Pickens and his physicality as a wide receiver. Um, and just knowing he's going to Pittsburgh and how well they develop wide receivers, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that at all, you know? Yeah. So, and we just had to deal with that with Jamar Chase. So it's like, you yeah, know, yeah, <laughs> it's just can't win. So, yeah, for me, it was it was it was Pickens. Uh, I, I thought we might grab him, um, but, you know, Pittsburgh got him. Not looking forward to playing him every year. But that was the one guy. I mean, every if I was to really just go out there and, and be a, a huge reach with it, I was hoping something, you know, something to happen with Sauce Gardner where everybody hates him and he dropped down to us. Right. I would love <laughs> Sauce Gardner in our defense. Yeah. Um, he just feels like a raven. He has, he reminds me of Marcus Peters, to be honest with you. Yeah. He reminds me of Marcus yeah. Peters, but the same kind of, you know, same kind of like confidence and right demeanor and stuff. Right, but you know, but that, he can back it up on the field. Good. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was too good to drop that far. So um, that would probably be my reach, but definitely Pickens. Yeah, right. I agree with that too. Yeah, so I mean, so now there the hope is, you know, we got a couple three months before our training camp. Uh, hopefully the Ravens, you know, there's still some draft. There's still some free agents out there. Uh, I heard a report today that the Ravens are looking into Javion Clowney, possibly bringing him in. Um, his number may be a little bit too high for the Ravens, but we'll see. Uh, they still need some edge rushers until Ajabo and uh, some other guys are ready to go. Um, they still probably have to bring at least another wide receiver, maybe make maybe two to that wide receiver room. Um, maybe a linebacker, and then consider like Tyus Bowser. Uh, I think people forget, you know, he had a season-ending injury. Uh, I think his was an Achilles as well. And they said he may not be ready until November. So, and he was a big part of because he is a good coverage linebacker. They may need to go out and get another free agent that can at least fill in uh, for a little bit before Tyus is ready to go. So, yeah, yeah. Still, some yeah. few months to go before we get there, but. Um, Based on the draft, I like I like the positions that they drafted in. I will say, um, adding needs and then just also basically fortifying 
strengths already. Like they fortified some strengths, you know. They had areas that were already strong even before an injury and made them stronger. So Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well that's the uh, end of this show. I to thank Trey and Travis for coming on. Um we'll we'll have a little bit of a break unless some Ravens news pops up. Uh, we'll probably see you guys for training camp and then it'll be every weekend. <laughs> it'll be every weekend and for that point I'm pretty trapped. I'm definitely gonna have you on for, for more of these. Um, so yeah, everybody thanks for thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys later. Peace.